What's up, Brian? Hey, Albert. How's it going, man? Good, dude. Sunny out there, ain't it? It's a little too sunny for my taste. It's crazy. We have not recorded in the daytime, and I can't even remember how long. I think we've also had some overcast days. I, I can't remember the sun. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to have a big intro for me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I just want to do the, the hello to you first. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Everybody Loves Idiom, starring Ray Romano. <laughs> Uh, my nope, brother's is, tall. Uh, my brother's tall. Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. I do like Raymond. I love it too. Anyway, so uh, welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. This is your go-to place for idioms, turns of phrases, puns, witticisms, mm. colloquialisms. Ooh. Any ism you want. We got it right here for half price. Most isms. Most isms. We definitely co- cover the, the five that you mentioned though. Yeah. Is that four or five? <sighs> I hate when I listen Numbers. back and I, I realize I've made a minor error. Major. I'll take a major error. <laughs> there are no major errors in Don't Be an Idiom because the whole thing's a major error. And it's all fucking free. <laughs> Go ahead. Try free. to stop us. Yeah. You know, you're not paying for this. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Fuck you, Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple. Go ahead. Actually, we You should, won't listen. They did. They actually did mention that they would sponsor us soon, so I don't oh, want to nice. be too hostile to that's them. That's nice. Any word from... Uh, Admiral Nelson's yet? Uh, we're still wait. I I did check the spam folder. I don't know if you remember <laughs> a few weeks ago. You told me to yet. check the spam folder. Yeah, it wasn't in there. The spam folder was empty. Really? Mine's yeah. got all these Viagra stuff. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's okay. That's fine. Maybe they're pre- preparing a very ornate mm. acceptance letter. They're having a lot of people proofread it. Yeah, it's gilded. Gilded. It or maybe they mail. Maybe it's a. Maybe they're using snail mail. That, that would be nice. Sending us a, a long letter. Yeah. Which Maybe needs to be, be notarized. Delivered on a boat. Ooh. In a chest. It'll be like one of those uh, boats on wheels. In Here in yeah. Philadelphia, we've got these duck boat things. Oh, uh, had, right? Didn't they? Uh, Are they done? Didn't they discontinue those? I mean, that must have been so recently, really? I, think, I feel like it was... Yeah, like this last year, maybe. There were these horrible tourist things where you would get on a like a big bus kind of thing. Big ugly car. Yeah, big ugly car that was shaped like a boat, and you'd they would drive you around Philadelphia, and, and they everyone would give you fucking quackers. Yeah, everyone would be like, you know, I don't know, making duck noises. <laughs> it was really annoying. <laughs> Whoa, that's bad, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. And then it would, uh, then it, would, it could go into the water. So it yeah. was, uh, you know, yeah. Those yeah, were really fucking annoying, though. I, I don't know why they didn't stop after those poor people died. Did but, pe- uh, people died? Remember the? I don't um, remember. There was like a bar, a ship, or a barge was like a duck boat stalled in the middle of the uh, the Delaware, and and it just barge coming. I guess I think it was a ship actually, and it just yeah, people died, and they were they were foreigners. I don't Yikes. Know. Oh man! And that was a couple of years ago, and I would have thought that that would have happened. That would have ended it then. Yeah. But they brought them back, and then I feel like they were just like, "Oh, we're just going to stop it because this is stupid." <laughs> They're really annoying. Yeah. But I don't remember how we got here. This drama teacher at work, she is so annoying, <laughs> and she uses one of those exact duck quackers Ugh. to get her kids to pay attention. Ah. She'll be all like. And I'm like, oh, your face. If I were one of her students, I would not react kindly yeah. to that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that's over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I, 
I already forget how we got to the duck boat thing, but, but I, I don't know either. Let's, let's move on. The sun. The sun the, is oh, messing the with sun me. The sun's too. fucking with me. Yeah, it is bright. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're recording on a Saturday. We're on our 12th episode. Not a huge fan of the number 12, actually. Yeah. It's whatever, right? Yeah, it's my... But Big 13's next. Big 13's Big next. Big fan of Oh, I'm really, I'm really fond of the number 13. Yeah, we should do um, something special. Okay. Something Wiccan. Ooh. I don't know if 13's actually Wiccan. I've got, an, I got some ideas for, for 13. I'll talk to, him, talk to you about that later, though. I have some ideas for Halloween. Mm. Can't wait till that happens. October. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So we're going to figure out who goes first today. And, oh, right. Uh, last week, we Albert mentioned counting the pills in a bottle of aspirins. And, and Ryan poo-pooed me. I said no. <laughs> but he brought it back, and, and now we're going to do that today. I just happen to have my a- bottle of aspirin here, so we figured we'd yeah. go with it. So crack them open. All right. So I didn't look at them. They're in a prescription bottle, even though they're not prescription. I had already decided in my mind before you brought up the number 13 that okay. I was going to guess 13 pills. Okay. But now that I'm hearing them rattling around, it sounds like less than 13. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with nine. You're going to go with nine? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I have been digging, in, digging into them at night without looking because I was sick, as you all know, for the last week. But I'm going to go with, swear I haven't looked, I'm going to go with seven. Seven. Hey, seven, so. Seven. Oh, my oh! God. It was way Whoa, less. Whoa, one fell off. The- it's six. Oh. That's you, right? Well, we both went over by, uh, what yeah, is but it? you're closer. Price is right rules. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. All right, I did not. I know that seems really. Seems like I rigged it because they're my pills. It feels a little rigged to me. Want to go again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah, let's try it again. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna jump right in. All right. All right, do, Ryan. Do you want to make a big announcement that I can put effects on later? I do. Um, oh God, make it I, good. I, I had a good segue funny. without that. Okay. And now, and now, prepare, prepare for idiots. That was good. All right, thanks. Yeah, I can do something with that. But what I was going to say was, mm-hmm. um, don't go berserk because I won the challenge. And that's my idiom today. Is it berserk? <laughs> go berserk, yeah. Go berserk. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right, man. Cool. It automatically makes me think of, what's the other one you did? I knew you would. I knew it. I'm glad you brought it up because it's important. Um, now I'm having trouble re- remembering what that was. Jesus. Run amok. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Go berserk, run amok. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, I'm not I'm not trying to be a one-trick pony here. No, I'm I am I imagine that you have something much different in store for me today. Yeah. I'm I just do. saying the first thing I thought of was, oh, that to me it reminds me of run amok. It does. And in some of the sources that I looked up, they yeah. were using them as synonyms. Damn. Yeah. Cool. Come from different parts of the world though. Come from different times. Right. And I just went hardcore, really got excited about it last night. So awesome. why don't you just tell me what it means now and then we'll go back. I've never known you to get excited about idioms before. Mm-mm. This would be a first. Um, so going berserk means going crazy, losing your cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's going Being destructive, Keep perhaps. Keep it going. Uh, ripping people's arms off their bodies. Too far. Oops, sorry. <laughs> No, but I think that that would that would be good. Uh, maybe He's not, gone berserk and just you know tearing people's I, I, limbs I think off. It all falls under that umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. So modern definition: 
to become very angry, crazy, or violent, or just to be very excited. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be bad. You can yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. you know, eight-year-old you know, birthday he, party, he cowboy. Just he just went berserk. He lit the clown on fire. Because he was so happy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a happiness fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've had those. Yeah. <laughs> they keep happening. Yeah. So uh, you want to guess where the what the origin is? The origin. The first thing that came to my mind was um, some... Actually, I think Lord of the Rings came to my mind first, but not for any real reason. I was imagining an ancient battle in Germany. Okay. Um, and there was just this monster called the Berserker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was who was always put at the front of the the uh, army, and I he would just many be more swinging details. a battle axe. He has he's actually a cyclops too. Oh he's God. got Thank one God. big God. eye. Yeah. Um, and he also wore a helmet. Of, yes. It was like a Viking helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So Berserker had one eye, Viking helmet. one Viking helmet, a gigantic swinging battle axe. Tell I mean, me about he was the maw. Huge. I want to know about the teeth. His, he, it was like it was like his jaw went on forever. His, mm. yeah, he had the a blue That's whale's maw. Want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, with the teeth, but not blue whale's teeth. No, 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 no. What are we gonna do with those teeth? Nada, nada. It was it was more like a saber tooth tiger. All the way across the all teeth. Saber Each tooth, tooth yeah. was like a saber tooth, um, and he would just he would just destroy. And yeah, uh, yeah. He be, he became he became legendary. Obviously, we still use the phrase "Berserk" <laughs> today. Yeah, I wonder what um, ever happened to that guy. Yeah, how did he? <laughs> how did they what did stop he, him? He retired. Oh yeah, he just got a nice little age. got a cottage in the in the hills. Uh, met a lovely lovely woman, and they they settled down. That's good. I mean, it happens, I guess. It happens. Not to us. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not Going retiring. berserk for life. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be just, we're going to be running towards the cliff. The cliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in as our final moments. As long as we moments. don't look down. <laughs> no. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm assuming that's not correct because, uh, you know, there really aren't any Cyclops. I'll tell you, it was wrong, but... You mentioned Viking helmet. Yeah, I did. Are there Vikings involved? Yeah, there are. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So berserk comes from a Norse word, which is berserker. You even mentioned that too. I the, did. You said the berserker. And uh, they were these champion Norse warriors that fought in a trance-like fury. They wore bear skins and sometimes other animal skins too. Of course they did. They were believed to be blessed by Odin. Wow. Fucking finally we're talking about Odin. Yeah, it took you long enough. And they wore no armor. They just went out there. Balls to the wall. Balls to the Bears yeah. to the wall. Yeah, just they just had the, the bear skins yeah. on. Yep. Wieners were out. Yep. Flipping the bird. <laughs> right, right. Intimidating. Um, they, the, the earliest written reference is from the 9th century, and it's from a skaldic poem. Hmm. And I was like, what's skaldic? It's like Norse mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And uh, in this poem, it, there was a, it was mostly a conversation between a Valkyrie, Valkyrie? Mm, Valkyrie. Valkyrie and a raven, mm. right? And it describes the, the berserkers as the Ulfednar, which were men clad in wolf skins. Cool. So the wolf, the Ulfednar are another type of berserker. So we had the bear and the wolf, and there was also a boar one. But the bears were the famous ones. Right, right. 
I'm going to read you a small excerpt sure. from the 9th century skaldic poem. I'll ask of the berserks, you tasters of blood, those intrepid heroes, how are they treated? Those who wade out into battle, wolf-skinned they are called. In battle, they bear bloody shields. Red with blood are their spears when they come to fight. They form a closed group. The prince in his wisdom puts trust in such men who hack through the enemy shields. Are you satisfied? I'm so satisfied with that. <laughs> you know, I, Norse tales just... Oh, they stay, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I stayed in last night to just submerge myself I mean, myself that's, that's in infinite it. information if you're delving into Norse mythology. <sighs> but it's just... It's everything you... It's so masculine and bloody oh, yeah. and wild. And, and there's just so much cool mythology. Yeah, it's like invent a monster. Boom, it's there. Yeah, it's there. Doesn't have to make sense, but it's there. Yeah, this is also perfect because I just recently bought you Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Thank you very much. We are touching on things that are happening currently. And yeah. I you know, I can honestly say when I looked up uh, Berserk, Go Berserk, I knew it was similar to Run Amok, but I didn't want to let it slip. And I, I mean, wanted it's a completely to, different culture. And I, oh, yeah. And I didn't want to lose the chance. So yeah. Plus I, American Gods. Very there he popular, is, people. I was just about to say. Very popular television series right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, right. Ryan got me this great first edition of North Mythology by Neil Gaiman on my birthday. Um, uh, uh, and we, we've all been watching American Gods. And I feel like it's just really, it just, it has got me. So I'm just keep thinking about Neil Gaiman and, and the Norse and the Vikings. Also, and I don't know if I'm Odin. jumping the gun yet, but uh, Norse Mythology if you really think about it, is the reason why this podcast exists. Ryan, tell me what you're fucking talking about because I was starting to have that feeling and I was like, this is all just ringing so... Like this, I feel like I'm... Tell me. Yes, it is. It's why this podcast exists. The reason the podcast exists is be, is because we like to travel ourselves. We like to drive. Like, we like to see the open road and experience yes. new things. And one of the places that we were most inspired to see was the House was on the Rock, the Rock in Wisconsin, which is premiered and a, a huge focal point in the American Gods, which has so much Norse mythology yes. and all different other cultures, religions, and spiritualities yes. intertwined into it. And so, you know, on that trip, that's when we decided we wanted to explore the meaning of idioms. And that right. was years ago. I know, right. And then we're like, you know, oh yeah, it was just do a podcast for fun. Jesus Christ, so, you're right. This... And, we, and we were obsessed with ravens and crows and I monsters. Guess, right. Odin's I mean, ravens. Yeah, Odin's ravens. <sighs> so that's all there, man. That's, so you know what? Norse mythology, I mean, play, probably plays a bigger role in our friendship in our relationship yes. with language yes. and experiencing life in general than than we've probably ever considered. I agree with you. And I was having a much less formed thought, like a globby thought of like, this all makes a lot of mm, sense. Globs. You know? Yeah. And what you're saying is so true because, you know, reading the preface on the North Mythology book that you gave me by Neil Gaiman, he was obsessed with it as a child. And it is just showing itself in all of his work and... You know, like, yes, these road trips happened. I mean, eight years before we ever went on the road trips, I sent, I told you, I got this packet from the House of the Fucking Rock from American Gods. We got to go there one day. Those days, eight years ago, yeah, I did not believe that we would be able to drive 
200 miles, let right. alone... Which is nothing in let, hindsight. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, I've driven to the you know Jersey Shore, the fucking Poconos. Yeah. I mean, road trips, road trips. Like, I, it all just seems to be coming together. And, yeah, and yeah. that's why when I picked Berserk, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, but I just felt like this is it. This yeah. is happening right now, and I was yeah, so yeah. happy. Cool. All right, well, we'll go. All right, you yeah, read, let me, you read let me, me the poem. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So where are we going from here? All right. So uh, I'm going to give you one more small excerpt yeah. and then we're going to really dive in. So uh, this is from, this is from a, an Icelandic historian. Uh, he's a poet, Snorri <laughs> Sturluson. Is he alive? No. Oh, okay. His was, lifespan, like I'm glad you asked, the lifespan of that man was 1179 to 1241. It's a good life. But I don't have the exact date of this It's a excerpt, great time to be alive. So you know it's around this time when it was yeah. written. So it goes like this, his, and in quote, and in parentheses, Odin's, mm. Odin's men rushed forward without armor, were as mad as dogs or wolves, bit their shields and were as strong as bears or wild oxen and killed people at a blow, but neither fire nor iron told upon them. This was called Berserker Gang. We need leather jackets. Berserker, Berserker gang. gang. That's what I was thinking. We need to make those this week. Right, right. You know, when we were talking about uh, r- the running amok, mm-hmm. uh, there was a gang name in there. Yeah, too. That we like also wanted Shire. to make. Yeah, right. yeah, like, it just, yeah. It's just really cool that all of our gangs are so <laughs> yeah, awesome. Because right. we're manly. Very manly. Insane. Yeah. I can't contain my manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too manly. All right, look, real quick. The Berserker gang, when you call it, when you say that, like, that's the state of the frenzy. But okay. you could call a Berserker the actual warrior. Yeah. These guys would know, would be known to have foam at the mouth and gnaw on their own iron shield that. that's a that's an image that i kept seeing over and over again they're biting their own shield <laughs> it's believed that i do that with my tie <laughs> <and I> teach. <laughs> it's like time to go to work <laughs> my steering wheel <laughs> that's how i that's how i steer i drive i need to order a new steering wheel now that i think of it <laughs> Um, all right, so it's believed that they did not feel wounds, and that's uh, where you get to this uh, the idea helps. that the the iron and the fire they were not susceptible to it. Uh, they were dedicated to Odin because Odin, one of his symbols is the bear. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, they were the most feared mercenaries in northern Europe. Europe, <laughs> Europe. They the problem with the berserkers is they were so frenzied and crazed that if you they would attack their own side if you got too close. Whoa. So one of the popular theories is the reason they wore the bear skins was to set them apart from the other warriors. So like, let's say me and you go with our army. Mm-hmm. We got Berserker. Die immediately. Raj. Yeah. Yeah. Berserker Raj. Yeah. And we go, all right, buddy, go in there. Yeah. We'll just stay back here for a while. Right. Because if you got too close to him, he would just as easily kill you. So he's just killing anyone he sees. Anything, anything he sees. Blind fury rage. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... What they would do, though, is these guys These guys did survive a lot, and they would use nets and ropes to trap their own men because they needed to, like, calm Chill them out. down, yeah. take some deep breaths. Yeah. The battle's over. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Quit biting your armor. <laughs> yeah, right. And stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, have some mead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mead. Yes. All right. So, uh, but there was a theory that they mentioned, like, the iron of swords and fire couldn't hurt them, but... Uh, that blunt objects could still hurt them. So there's this other story, and this is going to be the last story that I tell you, is there was these two guys, and this is from a 
Yingliga, oh, Yinglinga saga. Yinglinga, got so it's it. It's one of the other the Viking sagas, right? So there's a berserker named Hardbean, all right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a man named Halfdan, mm. all right? And he was told, they told Halfdan, you need to attack Hardbean and his champions. So he's a berserker. He's got these other guys with him. Um, when Hardbean heard that, he goes into a fucking battle fury, biting off pieces of his shields. Then he starts eating fiery coals. Cool. All right. Then he's running through fires. <laughs> like, you know, I've just imagined Vikings always have fires yeah, yeah, burning, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then he murders six of his own champions, mm. okay? Because mm. they'll do that. They're mm. known to do that. And then him and the rest of his champions went to attack Halfdan, but Halfdan crushed him with a giant hammer. Whoa. And it was believed that because it wasn't a sword and it wasn't flame, that type of weapon was able to kill a berserker. Yeah, yeah, got it. Here's the problem with the berserkers. They were the ultimate killing machine. Right. But the in, in 1015... Um, the King Jarl Eriker Hakanarsen of Norway. You're out- nailing these Norse names. Thank by you the so way. much. <laughs> he outlawed his own berserkers. Shit, they were too crazy. Exactly. He felt that they were too explosive and uh, that they would, they, they, they were just too dangerous to have around, even though they were awesome to have on your side. Yeah, right. So in 1015, they're outlawed. And then by the 12th century, uh, organized berserker war bands had pretty much all but disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Right? Yeah. Got a couple little notes you might like to hear about, though. Yeah. There yeah. were also these guys called the Svinfliking, and they were the boar warriors. Mm-hmm. So we had, the, we had the bears, we had the wolves, and then we had these boar guys. Are these still, do they still fall under the umbrella of berserker. berserkers? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got the it. most popular was the bear. There's these boar guys, and they never. What I read about them, it wasn't so much about what they wore. It was about this battle formation where they said that they go in kind of like this triangle with two of their best at the front, and that was like the boar's head and the boar's snout. Cool. And they were just like. <laughs> it is possible that they were using hallucinogenic mushrooms nice. to induce the state of this crazy feeling. Yeah. yeah, not just for the boar guys, for all of them. That's good. <laughs> Uh, some references I saw said that they, these berserker guys actually lived in the woods for a lot of time and lived as bears. They're pretty animalistic they fellas. They really embodied, yeah, the yeah. bear, yeah. Um, there were some other things that believe, there were some other things I read that believed that they could actually blunt their enemy's blades with spells or a glance from the evil eye. Evil eye. So these guys were like not only could pretty you not, mystical, mystical bear-like creatures. Well, I mean, if we're talking Norse mythology, it's a lot of Norse stuff. Uh, there was also some stuff about in Beowulf. Uh, Grendel had some of these powers. Yeah, uh, that's why of, no uh, no weapons could pierce his skin. Right there, you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they were saying that might be a, kind of a berserker type quality. Oh, and uh, skip that. The last thing that I wanted to say about these guys is, have you ever heard of the Lewis Chessmen? Mm-mm. The Lewis Chessmen. All right. Really quick. They were found on the Lewis coast in Scotland. And they were first... Dis- oh, Isle Lewis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know okay. that one. They were first displayed in 1831, and they were discovered in a sandbank. And there was this myth that a farmer's cow accidentally un- uncovered these, cool. little, these little dudes. But... 
that seems a little far-fetched because they were 15 feet down buried in beliefs. That cows cow love was to dig. Really, yeah, they love to Every dig. Every cow I've ever seen. Yeah, especially when they know there's chessmen involved. <laughs> um, they, they are dated uh, from around the 12th century. Mm-hmm. And they are believed to come from Trondheim, Norway. And they are 98 artifacts and there's 78 chess pieces, 14 table men, which is from this other game. Yeah. And one uh, ornate belt buckle. And it's all carved from walrus t- uh, tusk or whale's teeth. Yeah. The combination of both. And why I'm bringing that up is yeah, because why? this is uh, believed to be multiple sets of these ornate chess pieces, about five pieces with some pieces, uh, five sets with some people's people pieces missing. But four of the rooks total are berserkers. Cool. They are fucking. They're like biting their no armor. No doubt in yeah. my mind, biting their their shields. Nice. And they are so awesome. And they're on display at the British History Museum. Let's go. So we got to get there. There's also 11 pieces over in Scotland somewhere. Let's go. I want to go. And for all of you Harry Potter fans out there, in the first movie, when Harry's playing yeah, chess. Yeah, playing chess with Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones that smash, those yeah. are designed after the Lewis Chessmen. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. They even have like a Harry Potter version that you can buy. Yeah. So I instantly went on to eBay. Me and my brother Jake have been getting on to uh, getting into chess lately. Yeah. And no joke, the rook has always been my favorite. I love the rook. Really? I like that little castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also something from a Bright Eyes song. I won't get into that, but. When we used to run track, there were these little rook-like buildings at the Haddon Heights track field. Sure. And I always thought of those, you know? Right, yeah. But then when I realized some of these rooks were these berserkers, berserkers yeah. I was just like, tattoo. That's all perfect. Mate. Let's get some fucking tattoos already. Can you imagine the, the, tattoos the characters and things that if you had a don't be an idiom tattoo, mm-hmm. how many cool different things you could have incorporated into that? So many. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say, except for, no, that's good. That's good. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Because I've actually got a couple of Norse things to say myself. Yeah. Let's Norse it. Norse it up. To the max. It's the, I wish number 12 rhymed with Norse. Yeah. Because that's the episode we're on. It'd be nice to make a, cl- a clever little thing about that. Number 12, the, mm-hmm. the, the horse mm-hmm. of the Norse. Mm-hmm. The Twelworths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twelworths. Cool, man. That's really exciting. I, I think this isn't the last time that we're going to be seeing the Norse make an appearance on Don't Be an Idiom. You do or don't? I do not think so. Absolutely. We'll be I, seeing them again you very know, soon. People, when we started this whole thing, we were like, wow, almost all of this goes back to sailors. And then the Bible. And then... We've only had a couple sailor yeah. idioms mentioned since we started, though. But I am ready. Bring on bring on the Vikings. Bring on the Norse. Yeah. Because whoever whoever did all that is the best. <laughs> you mean all those guys over there those all guys long ago? Over yeah. there, yeah. We're going to be talking about some other really cool guys from really long ago that we don't know much about, but... I'm trying to think about how to. <laughs> oh, oh! Wait, since you just had like a little, uh, a, like a mind thing yeah. right there, um, 
the berserkers dude yeah. the, the, the the idea was wear the bear become the bear mm-hmm. do you remember when we used to wear our bear skin rug oh my god and trance around the apartment in greenwich i mean i know for a fact that there's video of me doing just that exactly and yeah. it's it's <laughs> th- there is something powerful and horrifying yeah about it we should uh post it post the vi- i thought w- hey where is that video i have it you have, I you know have it, it is? still on my Mac, my shitty oh, that's Mac. That's creepy. There. There's Tom Waits music over top of it. It's coming. I want. I I wanted to say that because there is something about that. That image is horrifying. It's horrifying. Well, I have a feeling that this night is going to be the best night of our lives. Knock on wood. Yes, and that's my idiom. All right, cool. It's knock on wood. All right. Yeah. So I. I <laughs> I've been thinking about doing this one for a long time, actually, because I there's a lot of little things about it that I find really interesting. But um, first off, what does knock on wood even mean, Albert? What does it mean? Knock on wood, you're trying to protect yourself from a jinx, I feel like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, to ensure that your good luck is... It's like an st- enchantment. It's like an enchantment, yeah. Like, you, you've been having good luck, so you knock on wood so your good luck doesn't go away yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to the dentist, hope I don't get a cavity. <laughs> <laughs> right and the dentist is like you have the worst got, mouth you have I've 25 cavities you have more cavities than teeth <laughs> i'm gonna be the most famous dentist in the world is that is that possible i've never had a cavity before i hate you i just never had a cavity people like you make me sick i have had cavities i have a cavity in every flat tooth oh my god it's better than a front tooth though it's Matt. better than flat feet oh yeah, flat feet. No, no. <laughs> um, so I thought knock on knock on would be interesting because everybody does it pretty yeah. much. If no one wants to jinx themselves, I, that you I know, don't believe in jinx. Well, you know, people. Everyone's pretty superstitious if you think about it. Even if people are, are like, they? I'm not superstitious. People are worried about saying like, well, it looks like the it looks like it's not going to rain today, right. and we're having a don't barbecue outside. It's like, don't oh, say that. Yeah, right. Knock on wood. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's being it's superstitious. fucking annoying. When people are afraid of saying something because that means it will yeah. the opposite will happen, that's superstitious. Yeah. yeah. So you And you don't believe in jinxing things. I actually don't. I think jinxes are I cool. I don't think so either. I think jinxes are cool. I might even do some of the things more as kind of a like, oh, you know, duh, 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 jinx thing. But um, you know what I can't get over? If I, you'll be like having a rough day and you're like, oh my God, I just, I feel like I'm just going to die or something. And someone goes, don't say that. Oh don't say that. I never say, don't say that. You know, like, or anytime there's an airplane involved, you're yeah. like, yeah, I hope the plane doesn't go down. Like, oh, don't I say love that. that. Don't say that. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you believe that those words could actually bring down the plane? Right. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? And I do love messing with people on planes. I mean, they're not I, even... I don't. I'm not afraid of being on a plane. So when people are, I just love being like, "Hey, this plane's definitely going to make it all the way to our destination." <laughs> yeah, and and these are people that aren't even on the plane. I'll be like, "Hey, I know somebody I know just got on a plane. Hope they don't die." Don't <laughs> say that. You'll regret it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't regret. I'd be sad that they died. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, "Oh, it's because I said I hope they don't die." This is Can fucking you imagine stupid. Imagine it was that easy. What if it was that easy? I would be saying so many things like that. No, no. I, 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 people should live. People should live. They have such great lives. Great lives. This is America. Yeah. Where everything is great. Again. Land, land of the free and home of the breadsticks. Breadsticks. <laughs> so do you already know where knock on wood comes from? 
You've looked it no, up. No. Yeah. But, but you have some ideas. I did the tiniest peek at the touch wood. Mm, okay. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, well, I, I'm going to be mentioning touch I mean, wood. I mean, I, and I mean a tiny peek. Yeah. And I decided it didn't, it didn't suck me in right away. Yeah. So I didn't go for it. Yeah. But I do know that knock on wood, I think, has something to do with touch wood. And I think it is something about a superstition with a tree, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to guess? Do you want to tell me what you know about touch wood? Uh, that's all. Uh, that's. I know that it's it's superstition. I, I think that knock on wood comes from touch wood. That is something I was going to say. I'm sorry if that took any of the it wind doesn't. out of your sails. Well, the same thing happened with us with the tilted windmills the other day. Add in those effects. Um, where do you think knock on wood came from? Just to, to do that. Why, why would people ever touch wood or knock on wood as a way of, of ensuring that a jinx does not happen? I don't know. I was going to do a funny thing. I was going to, my yeah, answer was going to be something like the first time anyone said knock on wood was when George Washington was crossing the Delaware and he said, I sure hope that we take over America forever. Knock on wood. His and teeth. he knocked on his knocked teeth. On his teeth. <laughs> That's good. Do you know, they actually found that, um, uh, George Washington's teeth weren't just wood. It was like wood, a goat's tooth. It was a whole mess. It was a like, potpourri uh, of uh, weird uh, shit oh, come that on. he could use his teeth. It wasn't just wood. What's it called when you, like a collage, a teeth collage. <laughs> teeth collage. That, that are functional. Right. There's all kinds of shit in there to make up those teeth. I would love to know the backstory of every single one of George Washington's teeth. Ooh, that's an episode right there. I mean, I... I mean, we how many never... people out there really thought that they weren't all just one solid piece yeah. of wood? No, it's not. A lot of different types of things in there. Megasode. Megasode. All right. We'll do. Uh, I'll talk about knock on wood then. Great. All right. So um, Albert just mentioned Touchwood, which um, Touchwood was a, an 1800s British game. It was like a, a oh, game. Oh, shit. Of, not, I was not anywhere near that. Okay. Well, that's. That was a, a game. It was kind of like a hide and go seek, or kind of like tag, I guess, where if you were touching jailbreak, like jailbreak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were touching a tree, no one could get you. Oh, you're on base. Yeah, you're on base. Okay, okay. And that was like touch wood. All right. Why? So yeah, why? What is it about those trees? Smell those trees. Those Douglas, Douglas firs. I would like to talk about Twin Peaks at some point. Yeah, but. it is back now, which is nice. But go so, ahead. Sorry, I'm derailing. So, so touch wood was this this British game, uh, really like kind of like a jailbreak sort of game. And if you touch wood, you were safe from whoever was you know running around trying yeah. to get you. So um, that has something to do with knock on wood. And the phrase knock on wood has only been around for a little over a hundred years. Okay. But the action of knocking on wood has been around since before we've been keeping track of history. It's always existed. So it's right. Just people just started saying it. Yeah. So we only, we only recently started accompanying the knocking on wood with saying knock on wood. You know, it was probably Americans that yes, started doing that. It probably was. And I think that the phrase knock on wood is, is, is uh, specific to America. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably adopted knock on wood from Britain's touch wood, the game. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's where, that's where the phrase comes from. Okay. We kind of adopted it from this British game. Now the action of doing it and what that means. Sorry. I, it was that box popped up again. <laughs> yeah, that's always going to pop know, up. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> we we had a saving issue the other day. Just go. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Um. So. All right. So. Christians love to believe that when people say knock on wood, it's knocking on the crucifix that Jesus Christ was crucified on. No, never, because- never, not even for a moment. It's like, oh, the cross is made of wood. Fucking what the fuck? And- Christians. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, but not everything. It- oh! Well, here's the thing. Christians and maybe newer Christians would like to deny this, but a lot of Christian practices come from pagan rituals. Yes. If you take a look at Christmas, for example. Yes. Almost all practices of Christmas come from pagan rituals. Thank you. And so does knock on wood. Let's do it. And uh, so, so Christians like to believe that knock on wood means like, you know, touching the, the, the cross that Jesus was crucified on. I'm sorry. As a way of... As a way of asking for his protection. Like, Fuck that. Like, I'm sorry. Hopefully, That's... you know, James gets to, you know, gets to college all right. Knock on wood. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. No, I get, but, I, I get James, King James, James Bible. Is King... that what you're trying to say? <laughs> hopefully King James writes the next Bible. Little and then Jimmy's then... driving to college. Let's make sure he's okay. God. It's going to be great. Knock on wood. Fine, but I'm just I thinking of like a white aunt. You know, yeah. yeah. Who lives in the suburbs? That's what I'm thinking of. Or like a disenchanted mother. Ooh, so many disenchanted mothers out there. But they don't know if they could just realize. They'll realize one you day. You could just leave. Yeah. Sorry. So, so, Sorry. But um, but the the practice comes from every almost every culture ever. Really, knocking on wood is, is associated with. Um, Celtic cultures, and you we yes. spent a lot of time talking Woo. about the low road. But yes, Celtic folklore. There are there's a lot of emphasis on tree spirits, right? Yes. And when we knock on wood, we're asking the tree spirits for their protection. Okay. So we're saying are the tree spirits fairies? Well, they don't have to be. <laughs> they tree spirits and fairies uh, work, uh, work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like I like like, uh, like apparently in Celtic folklore. The tree spirits are the actual trees themselves, but they also host fairies and elves. That makes sense. So, you know, so the trees, you know, sometimes tree spirits can sort of, you know, walk away from the tree a little bit. Often if we see a face in a tree, or even if it's just for a moment, that's a tree spirit kind of yes. revealing itself to us. But um, another another aspect of that is, um, you know, the in, in Celtic folklore, no, you would never chop down a tree without knocking on it first to ensure that there were no spirits in it. So it was kind of like saying, yeah. Yes. So it was kind of a way of being like, are there any spirits here? Make some sort of sign. And if, if there was no sign, then then they knew it was okay to chop down the tree. Yeah, there's spirits in here. I hear nothing. (laughs) Need this tree. But, but tree mythology with trees and its relationship with trees can be found in every single culture. I mean, in, in a, in, if you look at like the Buddhist religion, Buddha was sitting beneath a tree right. when he, you know, was, you know, finding wisdom or whatever. Um, Sir Isaac in, Newton. In, Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> um, in India, there, there are all kinds of, of um, mythological creatures that live in trees. In Japan, there's a whole bunch of different types of creatures and spirits that live in trees. In Japan, they're called Kodama. And they're, yeah. just, they're just spirits in Japanese folklore that inhabit trees. 
in Greece, in ancient Greece, they were called dryads and hamadryads. Yeah. And dryads were the actual tree spirits and hamadryads were more connected to the, the, the physical embodiment of the tree where if you cut down the tree, that means you would kill the hamadryad. Sure. And there, there are also these things in German folklore where if you were to cut down a tree, you would also carve a figure out of the tree that you cut down and put it in a box yeah. as a way of preserving the spirit so it wouldn't die. Whoa. Yeah. Did you look upon any of these? Yeah, so... I, they the, seem beautiful. I, I didn't look up any... Ugly. Yeah, I couldn't find any pictures, but... Um, actually, I also didn't really Google it. I didn't really figure that out. I feel like they'd be like little... little yeah, just little figurines, but you weren't supposed to let them out of the box because otherwise mm. they would they would wreak havoc. Uh, but but uh, the apparently the jack-in-the-box was developed as a way of scaring children from opening up a box with a hamadryad figurine. Come on. Yeah. I wanted to interrupt you five minutes ago and say I was satisfied, but yeah. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so th- oh, I'm satisfied. Yeah, like, the jack-in-the-box creates a lesson for children that if you open a box, something might scare you. So leave this box alone because that's where the hamadryad spirit lies within this this little... Amazing. Little that's cool, right? I mean, we need to get... Some of these. Yeah, we need- I guess that's why there's no pictures. People were very strict about not opening the box to take pictures of the hamadryad <laughs> carvings. Right. Um, and, you know, you were bringing up Norse mythology, but the yes, uh, it was. Yggdrasil was this the, the, uh, the great tree that apparently connected the underworld, earth, and heavens. It's this giant tree that just sure. kind of makes everything. And that's the tree that Odin um, hung on for nine days yeah, to yeah. achieve wisdom. So that was the tree, huh? It was called Yggdrasil, yeah. You know, trees, now that you're saying it, are pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, in the, uh, there was way too much information to ever whittle down. I don't care, give into, it to me. No, but I'm saying I, you couldn't even write it all down. I mean, there are books upon books of different cultures, uh, mythology with trees, yeah. and how, you know, how spiritual and mystical they are, and... You know, how every single tree has its own sort of folklore. And, you know, yeah. only because I've been really interested in uh, Twin Peaks recently, I was looking up the sycamore tree. And the okay. sycamore tree was most sacred to Egyptians, apparently. And it's still considered to be a doorway into the beings and forces of ancient Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Um, it can teach you how to receive from the universe in the form of assistance or compliments and holds knowledge of the laws of abundance and supply. And that's huh. just the sycamore tree. But like oak trees or willow trees, they all represent something different. And they might represent something different in each different culture. Sure, yeah. yeah. So when we, when we knock upon a tree, we are either asking for, this, for the tree spirit to guide us and to keep our good luck going. Uh-huh. Or we're asking not to curse us or something sure. like that. Sure. Well, so, wow. Yeah. Really, very satisfying. I know, and I, we just—I feel like we do it so often. We—I mean, so many people knock on wood and say yeah. "knock on wood," and it's so dumb and white people. But you know, it's like. <laughs> but, oh, by the way, we're white, so we're allowed to say that. But I mean, <laughs> but but apparently, it's something that exists, and that that idea of sort of touching wood or placing your hand on wood or knocking on it—yeah—that exists in almost every culture. I mean, Arabic cultures and Asian cultures and European cultures in America. I mean, it's just everywhere. So there's really always, and it makes you think, just for a yeah. second, because there was a point, in, I think it was in the 700s, 
where it was outlawed in Europe to worship trees or lakes. God, who said? Or, uh, Charlemagne, I think. Is that a Catholic or Christian? <laughs> I, 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 it would have to be. Have to be. Like, oh, you like a tree? You're a pagan. Well, because they used to leave sacrifices for the trees and they used to leave... You know, uh, like wine or things like that, or or, or you kill an How animal. How could for anyone a tree? have a fucking problem with that? Could you imagine walking by a tree and there's all this wine and apples and I mean, stuff? I'd already, just be like, well, if I don't believe in that, I'm just going to eat it and drink it. Dude, like, we've already talked so many times on this podcast alone about where religion has been like, you can't do that. The Spanish Inquisition. Right. It's just, it's just nuts. And, and people still are existing like that, where you yeah. cannot practice certain things in certain countries. Right. But yeah, in the 700s in Europe, it was basically like, if you are worshiping some sort of natural pagan force, Ugh. if you are if you are worshiping a tree, that is outlawed. So it basic, basically started to wither away because people weren't allowed to practice it. But think about it. I mean, if there was one thing I had to worship, it would probably be a tree. Yeah, gnarly, crookedy. Hey, the devil tree. Yeah, right? the Remember, devil Timmy tree. Timmy found it the other day. Yeah, Timmy That thing found- is probably crazy looking. Right, but that, I mean, if you just... And there's... I also found all these different ways of, of how to speak with trees and how oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah. Help us out. We all want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but first off, it's, it's, it's about studying the lore of trees, and there's a great lore. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. There studying is a, lore. There's so much more lore. You need lore to spend, you. spend time around trees. Climb them. Sit sure. beneath them in deep reflection. Okay. Um, you bite on the bark. I'm fine with that. Berserker. Um Get away from the city into nature. These are, I mean, these are all stupid, obvious things. But it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, meditate upon different trees. So go around to different trees and try to see how they're communicating yeah. with you. Um, or sit a distance from certain trees and kind of half focus your eyes and see if faces appear within okay. the bark. And that's the way of, of them trying to uh, you know, show themselves to you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like definitely. I feel like I'm already doing that anyway. Yeah, and you know what? I, again, this is all just stuff. It, it it seems obvious to do. It seems yeah. like it would make sense. Like, what a good meditative point, right? But, but people just, just have, have stopped these, doing it. You get these wackos that want to be the ones that talk about, it. like hippies and Catholics and all this spiritualists, well, not, I guess not Catholics. Yeah, 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 mystics and. And look, I used to be a hippie, but it's just like you know, it doesn't have to be <laughs> the of. whole thing. Like, you can just. You can be cool just, and yeah, listen to just... fucking Alkaline Trio and still like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> right. It could be dark trees. Dark trees. Yeah. Listen, so, the, next I, time you knock on wood, just think about all that. Well, I know that the tree I will always think of from now on when I knock on wood. And yeah. It would be, once again, I have to bring back Ernest Cared Stupid. Oh, man. That, that tree, tree is scary. And isn't there and a And it whole... turns into a great tree house. It, it's a, it's a, well, first of all, it's perfectly made for a treehouse. Perfect. You know, you just basically sit the treehouse on top of those arms. But wasn't there the, the magic words when uh, Ernest goes like something, something, yeah, the magic yeah, yeah. tree, and then he knocks three You're times, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a mystical tree. Yeah. Um, and then a troll came out and of it, And then a right? troll came out of it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, an evil troll. Yeah. Most tree spirits are are benevolent, but... Well, you know, there's a lot of mischief going on with the fairy and the spirit world, I yeah. feel like. Well, in most cultures, before major religions were established and had rules and you would get punished if you didn't practice them, mm-hmm. if you chop down a tree, it, you risk being cursed by that tree spirit. I mean, even if you believed in nothing and you just sat there and thought about a tree long enough, you could be like, this thing is alive. 
I and mean, I'm gonna, it's a I'm gonna, symbol of, I'm of gonna, fertility and life and rebirth. Sure. I mean, every, you know, every season it changes. Absolutely. And it also is alive. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it should make you stop and think, yeah. do, what am I going to get out of this? Like, yeah. what am I going to get a couple boards? Like, is this thing's going to die for that? Right. That'd be you, a damn good wood that's, carving. That's why you find a stupid tree. Yeah. That tree sucks. Let, yeah. Let's make an outhouse out of that. Oh yeah. That is it. <laughs> Well, you know, I feel like trees would like being an outhouse because the fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. The strongest tree ever was an outhouse. <laughs> I got it. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's all I got, though. I had a great time with you today. Yeah. Thank you for bringing some beer. No problem. Appreciate it, it that. It was a four pack. Not by design. And uh, next week, we're going to have our most unlucky episode yet. Yes! You know what? Man, I was thinking so much about big, like, tens, hundreds episodes. Yeah, I didn't even think about big numbers. 13 is only cool. one 13. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have, let's look for some, some idioms that, that kind of, that make, that work well with that vibe. And we'll have spooky music the whole time. Let's also, I mean, we could flake on this if we want to, but let's yeah. try to do it on Friday. So it's Friday the 13th. Episode. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I you know? It. Yeah, that's a great idea. And if we don't, we'll say. We'll lie. Oh, we'll just lie. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Nah, we, we don't lie say. around here. Nah. <laughs> um, all right, great. Well, it was nice to meet you, Albert. It was, it was very nice to meet you. And I'll Knock see you. on wood. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. Well, I'll see you next time on Don't Be a Tree. Yeah. <laughs>